we back. And 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 we back. Yeah. This ain't no intro. This the entree. Hit that intro with and we're back. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening. Season 5, episode 23. Today is Sunday, June 16th. Happy Father's Day, everyone. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel. With me this afternoon, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Hey, Joel, this is Sam. I'm broadcasting at you live from Brooklyn, New York, as usual. My hot take this week, the Red Sox, the Boston Red Sox pitching staff, both starters and bullpen, are trash. And... For those of you listeners to the podcast, I've been talking a lot about the Boston Red Sox. I say they've been playing inconsistently up and down, and I wasn't quite sure what was wrong. The problem is is that I generally uh, process these things through my gut rather than looking at the hard numbers. But the truth is, is that the Boston Red Sox have scored the second most runs in all of the major leagues this year, more than the the New York Yankees, more than the Houston Astros, more than the Cubs, more than the Dodgers, more than everybody in the major leagues, except for the Minnesota Twins. So that means that, you know, with the Red Sox scoring this many runs to still be flirting with 500 the way that they have been for the last couple months of the season, it just means that their pitching is trash. Now, good thing about that is that that's a fixable problem. Uh, and with the trade deadline coming up, I would expect to see the Red Sox making some moves for either another uh, solid starter or some bullpen help. Uh, and then the other thing is, David Price, I know you listen to this podcast. If you want to come at me with your bullshit, come at me. But your come boys on. suck, okay? Garbage time. Your garbage. <clears throat> garbage time, David Price. Some moves need to be made. That's all I'm saying. Okay, Sam. Counterpoint, in eight of his last nine starts, Chris Uh Sale has struck out at least ten batters in eight of his last nine starts. And yet, in those nine games, the Boston Red Sox are five and four. And Chris Sale, he only has three wins this season. What's up with that? Well, he also, he hasn't been getting the best run support, for sure. But in addition to that, he hasn't necessarily been, uh, you know, he may be striking out a ton of batters, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he's not letting runs score. Like his home runs are up this year, um, and his ERA in general is up this year from years past. Mm-hmm. So it's a combination of him not getting run support, which is which is somewhat true, but also he's been more prone to the long ball and giving up more runs in general. Well, the Cubs just picked up this guy, Craig Kimbrell, for their bullpen. I hear he's pretty good. Yeah, he that's pretty good for them, I think. That would be a good move. Yeah. Uh, it's about time somebody picked him up, you know? Yeah, no shit. Let's come back to that if we have time. Um, 
Ladies and gentlemen, I'm in Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. My hot take is right now the Chicago White Sox, my team, they're playing the Yankees. They're up one nothing in the second. Shortstop Tim Anderson, TA7 for the White Sox, is currently in fourth place in the AL All-Star voting. Third place is Yankees shortstop Gleyber Torres, and I call bullshit on that. There is no way that Gleyber Torres is more deserving of the All-Star spot than Chicago's Tim Anderson. So, all the White Sox fans out there, I know there's a few of us, get out there, let's vote for Tim Anderson, get him in the top three so that he can make the final round um, of the All-Star voting because he is having just an awesome year. His batting average is now all the way down to 310 after it was hovering above 350 for the first chunk of the season. He's also got 10 home runs and 15 stolen bases. So, come on, guys. Let's do this. I know Yankee players have an unfair advantage. We can do this. Make up the difference. Get Tim Anderson to the All-Star game. Where is uh, Xander Bogarts on that list? He is nowhere to be found on that list. Um, Really? Really? Yeah, because he's having the best shortstop year in the major in maybe the major leagues, but definitely in the AL this year. Let me um, wait, wait, let me. I just closed that page. Ironically, I know that uh, the top three were Minnesota, Houston, and the Yankees. Number Polanco is he Minnesota's? Yeah, yeah. And Correa for Houston is in second place. Bogarts is at 294, 14 home runs, and 46 RBIs, and he's been fucking rock solid all season. There's no yeah. other shortstop that kind of even comes close to that. Oh, um, no, Sandy Bogarts is in fifth. My bad. Here's, here's well, the he, he should be in first. He's also got a 915 OPS, which is pretty badass. Yeah. Um, first place, Jorge Polanco for the Twins. Second place, Carlos Correa. Third place, Gleyber Torres. Fourth place, Tim Anderson. Then goes Xander Bogarts. Francisco Lindor is in sixth place, even though how many games has he played? Like two? Yeah. Well, no, he's been back for a while, but he missed the first month of the season for sure. Yeah. Andrelton Simmons for the Angels. Uh, Kansas City's Adalberto Mondesi. He's in eighth place, and this is kind of the BS thing about also voting. He's having a really good season also. Uh, Like, he's definitely not... Eighth place in shortstops in the American League. Ninth place, oh. Elvis Andrews of the Rangers. Tenth place, Willie Adams of the Tampa Bay Rays. Don't know that guy. Well, Xander Bogart should be in first place on that. All I'm saying is that Glaber Torres should not even be anywhere near the list. Right. Yeah. Right. No, that's so, true. Um, so go out there and vote, everyone, MLB.com, or you can just type in. I, have you done that yet, Sam? Have you yeah. done it? Yeah. Where you can just type in whatever player's name. Oh, I haven't typed anyone in, but yeah, I, I've seen that. I voted. I thought that's what you meant. I, well, there, there's more than one way to vote. You can either go to MLB.com, but also if you just Google any player's name in the Google so there'll just be a button that says vote for All-Star, and you can just hit that button. You right. don't even have to do anything else. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Hey, 
everybody. I want to thank everyone who listened to um, our platoon of episodes last week. We had special guest slash original podcaster on Dump on the Ump, Jesse, on for our three episodes last week. I just posted the C-blocks. Please check those out. Talk about uh, Jesse's sadness of being a Seattle Mariners fan, which I guess just got sadder. Um, had a really great C-block. Talked about Sam's trip to Kansas City and Satchel Page. Um, and we also did our headlines and hot takes. So please check those out. Shout out to everyone who listened last week. Elgin, Illinois, Sydney, Florida, Chicago, Champaign, Newport, Kentucky, Monticello, Providence, Portland, Oregon, Barcelona, Bozeman, Tinley Park, Ashburn, Narragansett, Rhode Island. What's up, Narragansett? Dang, I like your beer. Oh, yeah? What's their beer? <coughs> Narragansett? Yeah. Uh, it's called Narragansett beer. You never yeah. had that? I'm sure I have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll have it when you come okay. here. Yes. Um, Billings, Montana, Montpelier, Vermont, Columbus, Georgia. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends. Also, Sam, we got two new ratings this week. Woo! Uh, one five-star and one one-star. So. Sick. Thanks very much to the five star and go fuck yourself, whoever gave us the one star. Yeah. yeah. Show yourself, troll. At least leave a <laughs> comment so we can respond. Crash uh, of the internet. Yep. All right. Let's get to the headlines. Sam, uh, you go first. Okay. Uh, the NBA finals are over. Thank fucking God. It's been a long Game of Thrones esque ordeal of years and years <clears throat> leading to um, there being nothing left for the rest of the summer but baseball. Thank That's fucking God. Um, anyway, the Toronto Bat Raptors beat the Golden State Warriors in six games. The final game was played at Oracle Arena in Oakland. Kawhi Leonard won the finals MVP. He's the first person ever to win an NBA Finals MVP award in both conferences. Pretty big deal. So the question to you, Joel, is that the loss by the Warriors, along with major injuries to Klay Thompson, who what, tore it to ACL? Yes. Achilles for Durant and ACL for Thompson. Right. Yeah. Key major injuries to Klay Thompson and Kevin Durant, and then Kevin Durant's pending free agency. This really feels like the end of the Warriors era. Yeah. Um, so my question to you is, is it? Yeah. I don't know. I think it, I would say 50, 50. I, in my opinion, people in the media who are declaring this, the end of the Warriors dynasty are, are trigger happy right now. I think that the Warriors should still be favored to re-sign both Durant and Clay Thompson. The issue is that probably Durant and Thompson won't play next year. Right. right. Well, is that true? Probably. I um, mean, an ACL injury, he could come back in time for next season, I think. Yeah. That's yeah. like a six-month max injury. So maybe so maybe, way, right. maybe he'll be back by the time the playoffs start next year. Right. In, then, in October. And then... <laughs> 
and then Durant, I mean, Achilles, that could be a U, right? Right. But he's not coming back, right? The Warriors can't offer him the max contract. Um, there's another a number of hungry teams out there that can. Right, and so here's your two questions, and I don't know the answer to either one of them. How much are you going to throw at Kevin Durant knowing that he's not going to play for the first year? Second, what do you do if you're Kevin Durant knowing that you're not going to play for a year? Do you see the safe bet, in my opinion, would to be to stay with the Warriors? That you're not going to go to a better team than the Golden State Warriors. Right. Um, if I were Kevin Durant, I would be leaning towards staying in Golden State. Um, but there's arguments that you should go to New York. They could go to Brooklyn. I don't know who else the is going to. The Clippers? The Clippers? Clippers are in the mix. They can. It's like there's a number of teams that can afford the maximum contract. And they're two kind of marquee free agents on the market, Kawhi Leonard and Kevin Durant, and they are going to go to those teams, probably, that can offer them that kind of money. Right, right. But I think, for me, Kevin Durant, get the fuck out of Golden State, because just today, the Lakers traded for Anthony Davis. Yes. So that division just got a whole lot tougher to compete in. Yeah. And also, like, who's the super team now? Like, LeBron James has 10 times more star power than Steph Curry and Kevin Durant put together. So if he's playing for a good team again, then that's going to be big time. Right. And that's going to be that's going to be less spotlight for the neighbors to the north in Oakland. True. Do you think that's what Durant wants? I guess uh, Kevin Durant is such a weirdo to me. Like right. what does that guy want? Like I'm not anti Kevin Durant. I just think he's so weird. Um, I think that he wants. I think that he wants big time and championships. Like he could have stayed in OKC, but he wanted a bigger market, bigger right. exposure. So he went to Golden State. But whenever he gets that exposure, he turns like cranky and uh, misanthropic. Right. Yeah, he's a weird guy. I feel yeah. bad for him. Like I think the other thing is, where is he going to be able to rehab? The, the strongest because it's not just uh, getting back on the court. It's getting back on the court with the same uh, physical abilities that you had before this injury, you know, but right. being quick. So I don't know if I had to bet 50 bucks on it, I'd stay, say he's going to stay in Golden State, but I honestly have no clue. Right. I honestly don't care. Oh, sure. I know you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, before we move on, I do want to say, like, shout out to the Toronto Raptors. I thought that was really cool. I know everyone's like, oh, well, you know, they basically played a half-strength, less than half-strength Golden State Warriors. But, you know, screw that. They still won. Uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard is, what, top five best players in the NBA at least? Possibly top three? Uh, right. Well, he also, like, you know... They were only really missing Kevin Durant. Clay Thompson scored 30 points in that game. Right. So you can't say that he, like, he didn't go out in the first quarter and, like, not contribute. He yeah. scored 30. He was the highest scoring player on the, on, the, on the Warriors that game. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, when he went down in the third quarter, though, you could tell. I don't know. Did you see Steph Curry, like, slam the basketball down and then he just sat down on the court? 
on the yeah, other. I didn't watch the game or yeah. the highlights or yeah. anything. Yeah, Cooey was going up for a layup in a fast break. It got blocked. I mean, not Cooey. Thompson is going for a layup. It gets blocked by Danny Green. Thompson comes down weird on his knee. Immediately buckles. He immediately goes down. You, everyone's like, oh, <clears throat> yeah. And Steph Curry, who's on the other end of the court, slams the ball down and sits down on the ground. Right. Like, you could tell at that moment he was like, I don't know, heartbroken, essentially. Right. Well, I don't think, I mean, I don't think you can take anything away from the Raptors mm-hmm. with injuries or anything, really. Uh, you know, I think they outplayed them, it seems like, anyway. I mean, they won. Yeah, so. yeah I think they still would have won that series, even if Thompson played the whole time. But Right, and they won three games on the road. Like, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, the last three games at Oracle Arena were all Toronto Raptor victories. Right. Yeah. Um, but Kawhi, the funny thing, and then we should move on, but the funny thing is Kawhi... They win their championship, and now I feel like everyone's like, "Okay, you can go now." Like, like you did, you did what you had. To, like, all the Raptor fans are totally at peace because they got their one title, and so they're not going to be uh, pissed off if if Kawhi Leonard goes to the Clippers. I could see Kawhi Leonard going to the Clippers, honestly. Right? Why? Why uh, not both him and Durant to the Clippers? Possibly, if the Clippers can afford it, I don't. Can they? Uh, the 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 rumors are and whatever rumors are rumors that because Kawhi Leonard's from San Diego, he wants to go back to Southern California, ah. and that he wouldn't want to play for LeBron. Right. Yeah. But yeah, that's I can see that. Yeah. Like, Plus, the Lakers already got their second superstar. Man, oh. Kawhi went to that team? Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> but those guys are all, like, power forwards, right? Yeah, they'll have to figure something out. But I would be really interested in that. I've talked about it on this podcast before, that I want someone to win without just trying to copy what the Warriors are doing. And it would be interesting to do that with, like, a bunch of big guys, and maybe you don't have the three-point shooting, but how are you going to make it work? Right. Like, I don't know. It could be cool. Anyway, I'm happy to close the door on basketball yep. for the season. That yep. is, We are done with basketball. It's been a very long time. But, hey, the narrative, the Warriors didn't win. The whole thing that we've been saying since the beginning of the season was, why even bother? The Golden State Warriors are going to win the championship. Right. And then Kevin Durant gets hooked. <laughs> right. And then they lose. And then they lose. I, I still think that our reasoning is sound if right. Kevin Durant doesn't get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, it's like a twist. It's like the end of seven where they find her head in that box. Right. Except for only if the beginning of seven was like just a live C, like just C-SPAN. <laughs> so it's just like two hours of something completely boring and then somebody pulls somebody else's wife's head out of a box you know <laughs> oh the poor host of seats band loses it. <laughs> right. what's in the box mr speaker what's in the box after taking like phone calls from angry uh uh partisans for three hours yeah. can't take it anymore 
moving on. Uh, let's get back to baseball. So, um, Edwin in, in Edwin Encarnacion of the Seattle Mariners, so far the AL no major league home run leader was just traded to the New York Yankees last night in exchange for one prospect and cash. I believe the Yankees and the Mariners are actually going to split Encarnacion's uh, salary. Oh, really? I believe so. Uh, This move kicks off what is surely going to be a busy trading season and is a huge boost to the already power-stacked Yankees who lead the Tampa Bay Rays and the AL East by exactly half a game. Sam. Does this move put the Yankees over the top in their division? And what does this say about the Yankees' confidence in Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton coming back and being productive in their lineup? Well, to answer your first question, I don't think so. I think that uh, I think that, that division's still wide open. I think the Red Sox are still going to take it. Um, and I think that Edwin Encarnacion's probably going to end up on the DL just based on how they do things in New York. Apparently it'll probably be on the DL within a month. That'd yeah. be my bet. Um, as for the second part of that question, it could speak to the Yankees knowing something that we don't know yet about Giancarlo Stanton or Aaron judge. I don't That's see, true. I don't necessarily know the parameters of the deal. And I know that if you have a chance to add the, Major League home run record, the Major League home run leader to your team, you probably go for it. Yeah. Um, but the Yankees have both Judge and Giancarlo Stanton still on the DL, primed to come back soon, at least is the last thing that I heard. Are they, they both? Yeah, they're both on the Triple DL. A. They're both primed to come back soon. Yeah. Uh, and so what I think is that if you have those kind of people still coming back and you're confident that they're going to come back and be impactful the way that they're capable of, then you don't necessarily make that move. Um, that You don't necessarily need to go and get an Edwin Encarnacion. That's what I think. Well, he so, is there a... could be something to it. Yeah. But, there could not be. It could just be wishful thinking. Or it could just be in, um, like insurance. What happens right. if someone else goes down? But right, it could, it could just, just day to day. Yeah, yeah. It could also just be the Yankees adding. Yeah, that's Yankee. like a Yankee move. It's like we're so rich. How, <laughs> how do we get richer? You know. <laughs> well, this is funny because. You know, following Yankees Twitter, they're the Yankee Twitter feeds who know what's going on, and then they're the ones who absolutely have no idea, who were super pissed about the Yankees uh, getting in Carnacion until you told them that he is the home run leader so far this season. Then they're like, oh, okay. Um, the other funny thing is the Yankees, don't they kind of need pitching? Yeah. Um, and so maybe this is a knee joke. They lost out on the Dallas Keuchel sweepstakes to the Atlanta Braves. I know they were going after Keuchel. Yeah. I don't know if they were going after Kimball or not. But they, like, Yankees, they need um, some pitching. So who, who could they go get to stack up their, especially their, um, yes, Joel, their starting rotation? They beat the White Sox last night with an opener. 
They, they've been doing that. Yeah. So I'm real curious about that move. I also, I agree with you. I'm still, I agree with you that this does not put the Yankees over the top for the reasons that you're saying. Who's going to play? I'm still on that Tampa Bay Ray bandwagon, though. I think the Rays are the team to beat in the AL East. Uh, yeah, that's all I had to say about that. Well, and then what about the Seattle Mariners? I mean... It seems like they could have held on to Encarnacion, waited till closer to the deadline, and really sent him to, say, a... Uh, I don't know. Uh, fuck. What's that team called? Uh, Milwaukee Brewers or... Um, you know, another team that's St. Louis. Yeah, exactly. Another team that's trying to make a push for their division. Right. Um, not that the Yankees aren't, don't have to battle for their division, but it seemed like it was a low sell for the major league's home run record. That was, my, again, that was my, my take. What? The Yankees and the Mariners have a, a kind of history of these deals where the Mariners send them players who are supposed to be good. And then they end up being injured. So that could be going on right now. Who else did they do that with? There's a pitcher called Pineda who was supposed to be the next hot shit. Do you remember him? No. A couple years ago. Uh-huh. And they were, it was like he was a rookie. He struck out a million people. He was like striking out 16 people per nine or something. And and then they sent him to the Yankees. And I think he plays. I don't know what he plays for now. But he's, he, never, he never really got off the DL for them. And it's and- happened... To who else? Someone else. Paxton last year? Yeah. I think that happened to... Although he's doing pretty good this year, I think. Is he? Yeah. That's interesting. I, I That's something I have no idea about, and I'd really like to learn more about, is those, you know, what relationships different GMs have with each other. You know, like, right. and, you know, not just the, the numbers and analytics and sabermetrics, but like, these two guys are buddies, and they went and got some gin martinis together. And once the Mariners GM got drunk enough, he was like, okay, I'll just. Jill? Can you hear me? GM is like a sucker who's full of money, and you can just give him whatever you want for cash. <laughs> Brian Cashman? Yeah. Cashman. Cashman. He's just, he's so rich. And then it's like he's got all that Yankee money, and then the other GMs are just like, put this guy on that guy's tab. And right. He doesn't really notice. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He's everybody's best friend at the bar. <laughs> the baseball player bar? Yeah, the baseball GM bar. They all, they all go. That, no, secret clubhouse meetings that they go to. Um, That's cool. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Well, yeah, I think that, long story short, the kind of the first move, which we didn't really talk about last week, but Craig Kimbrell and Dallas Keuchel both got signed yeah. within a day of each other, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, me very, very <laughs> quick. And it seems like now that's put a little bit of pressure on clubs that are looking to make moves before the deadline to start that process. Yeah. Uh, just that's what this Ed, Edwin Encarnacion move feels like to me. So yeah. pay attention in the weeks coming forward for uh, the kind of, it's not hot stove, but uh, 
I don't know what the fuck it's called. The mid-season I, trade market to heat up. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I think, you know, and now you've got, at least in the American League, you've always had the bottom dwellers, Kansas City and Baltimore. And now you've kind of got the next level of teams saying, okay, we've got to start selling. That's uh, going to be Seattle, Detroit, Toronto. I don't know what the White Sox are going to do. I think they are just going to stay pat and hope for the best. you know. But So as these other teams realize that they're not one of the five or six competitive teams in the American League, they're all going to start selling pretty quickly here. Okay, we got one minute left. you want to talk soccer? Yeah, let me do the soccer thing real quick, yeah. uh, just because it's the World Cup and we yeah. got to talk about it. Uh, Women's World Cup started in France. France, right? Yep, and is that a French flag behind you? Yeah, yep. Cool. Uh, my okay. nephew drew it. I'm not sure why. Uh, <laughs> the, the Women's World Cup has started in France, which means it's time for Americans to once again to pretend that we care about soccer. Right. Uh, it's our biennial soccer love affair. Right. Soccer is like the, the you know, neglected significant booty yeah. call who's just like waits for America's call every two years. Every two years. <laughs> <laughs> um, the United States squad is one goal away from a group stage record. I understand that the group stage means the first round of the World Cup. I'm okay. just going to go at And so <clears throat> they beat Thailand 13 to nothing last week. And today they beat Chile 3 to nothing. So yeah. I'm assuming that the record is 6, 17 goals in the group round. That's my guess. Um, <clears throat> so real quick question. Joel, how hard are you bandwagoning right now? Uh, and then... Follow-up question, just to kind of revisit an old topic we haven't talked about the other since, is like, when is the World Quidditch Cup going to take its place alongside the Soccer World Cup in popularity? Um, I have not been bandwagoning yet, and I don't know why. I think the first reason is the games are on in the morning, and I sleep until noon every day. (laughs) (laughs) Summer vacation. (laughs) So I have not been watching any of the games. Also, I just don't really like watching soccer. But I also feel bad because I should be bandwagoning because the the U.S. Women's World Cup team is actually good, right? Yeah. Our men's World Cup team sucks. And didn't even qualify last time. qualify last time. And our women's is, like, setting all these records. Um so, yeah, I, I kind of feel guilty not bandwagoning, but I'm just, you know, I'm watching baseball in the afternoons, not right. wearing pants and, you know, drinking warm beer. Um, as to the Quidditch thing, I would totally support that. And, Sam, I think it's on us. It's on Dump on the Ump podcast sure. and all of our sure. listeners to get the Quidditch World Cup up to this level. Get it out there. Yeah. Like, people don't even know. Right. I mean, uh, the the U.S. Cup is every uh, spring down in Texas. I don't know. We need to start following international Quidditch. Who are the good national Quidditch teams? I don't know. I bet it's like somewhere weird. Hogwarts. And then <laughs> somewhere weird like Hogwarts, probably. You know? <laughs> that like Bulgarian team. I always yeah. wondered about that. The like vaguely like, Eastern European team that they always played. And then, right. like... Isn't it Croatia? No. I, I think it was undisclosed, vaguely Eastern European team. 
Romanian. Yeah, maybe. Romanian. And then the French team was like a bunch of like sexy girls for some reason. No, that was the Triwizard Tournament. That's a different competition. Oh, okay. That's okay. Well, the Irish team was in the World Cup against the Bulgarian team. Gotcha. Or the the Eastern European team. So there were national teams. (laughs) Right. Yeah, okay. We need to write a letter to J.K. Rowling about this. Also, do you remember why Alex Cora is the J.K. Rowling of baseball? Uh, It was like, yeah. Well, he like, I was watching this game. It was at the end of the game. And they... David Price had lasted an inning and a third, and the bullpen had, like, they completely worn off the bullpen. They fought back from a 6-1 deficit to lead 7-6. They put this minor leaguer in there to close the game, and he immediately gives up a double, gets two outs, and then Alex Cora comes out to the mound. The best hitter for the, the Texas team, the Rangers, is up. Alex Cora comes out, the whole bowl, the whole infield comes in, they have this meeting, and then there's like this trick, like, uh, pickoff move to second base, and it almost works. It didn't work, but it almost worked. Okay. Right. So he's, he was trying some wizardry, you're saying? He was like, or he like orchestrated this kind of like Harry Potter-esque twist, you know Got- what I mean? Yeah. It was like a twist ending, kind of. Gotcha. That makes sense. Um, oh, yeah, we should talk about... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that, because I know it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, we should talk about that. I want to talk about stealing home, because I feel like that's been happening more often lately. Sure. Uh, all right, but yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, hey, thanks so much for listening. This has been the A Block, where Sam and I talk about uh, this week's headlines in sports. Thanks so much again for listening. Make sure to check us out on all of your social media platforms. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, on Spotify, and on Apple iTunes. If you listen to us on Apple, please give us a rating, a review, and subscribe to us. Tell your yeah, friends. And if you leave us a one-star review, fucking leave a comment too, you cowards. <laughs> and... Um, also, <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at Dump on the Ump. Uh, shout out to Giordano's Pizza and you can find us on Facebook and on WordPress alright ladies and gentlemen uh, this has been a dump on the ump ostensibly a baseball podcast thanks for listening have a good afternoon and a pleasant tomorrow Man, my daughter couldn't have a better mother if she ever found another you better love her man I swear my life is perfect I can merge it if I die, I'm probably dead.